Thank you for joining the Single Professional Mother podcast. Today, my guest is Jennifer Tejada. We have had Jennifer on before as a guest. She is my BFF, a mother of three, and I'm going to hand it over to her. Jennifer, can you just tell us a little bit about this? Sure. Um, Yes, I am the BFF, um, but I... Like Mia mentioned, uh, am a single mother. I'm divorced. I've been divorced for about seven or eight years now. I've got two kids that are uh, mostly grown up, one on her way to college this year, and then I've got an eight-year-old. Um, I work full-time for a international brand, and I, have, uh, I run a business, so I've got my hands full. It sounds like it. It definitely, yeah. definitely sounds like it. Today we are talking about um, reopening of schools and the phasing in uh. and the plans. <laughs> and, you know, I just think this is such a relevant top topic, especially for single mothers. Um, we are juggling it all. Already. Um, without yes. this. <laughs> and... <laughs> Um, you know, you and I are two very fortunate women who are able to work remotely. Yeah. Um, you know, I have spoken to women who are not this fortunate. They're essential workers. And um, with the daycare closed, with the schools being remote and shut down, it's been a struggle. Um, and, you know, I just wanted to ask you some questions like for me right now. I took a survey the other day. Um, They're still not sure what reopening is going to look like. Mm -hmm. Um, So I know that you had gotten some communication from your school district. And if you would just kind of share that with us. Yeah. So I'm in California and California is still a really hot, hot spot right Mm now. Uh, We were doing okay. A couple of months ago and then cases started to spike here and so it's like number two or three depending on the day on the day you check right on the list of of cases in the u.s so our school districts have been confused about the, what they're doing okay. so initially they told us that um they were going to give us a hybrid program so one of the options was you can come back to school part-time three hours a day mm-hmm. like three or four days a week and um, then the other day would be remote learning and you would have to all the students would have to uh, adhere to all these safety protocols mm-hmm. and um the other option was remote school. So they have a program in the district that's already like an online learning program, an organized online learning program. Mm-hmm. So you have the option to either do that for the rest of the year or do that until schools reopen. Um, so those were like our hybrid solutions. And then like three days after they announced this, California, the governor of California said he was going to shut down the state again and that schools couldn't reopen until the county that they were in was um, 
under control. So 14 days or something like that with no new spike in cases was going to be the requirement for schools to reopen again. So they told everybody, never mind, just kidding. We're not doing that anymore. (laughs) Everybody is going to remote learning. But the thing that they messed up on was they were like, hey, um, if you chose to send your kid to remote learning for the rest of the year, forget it. Um, that's not even an option anymore. Wow. Um, everybody's just going to back to remote learning the end. And so we're, we're going back to, to homeschool in mm-hmm. like two weeks or something like that. I'm not quite sure how to shop for homeschool. We just bought a bunch of pajamas. <laughs> <laughs> With the footy pajamas, at least. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we got the good ones. <laughs> right. No, I I completely understand because there's so much confusion. Um, You know, I was speaking to a mother the other day who her daycare has completely shut down, but she has a two-year-old, you know, who used to go to daycare. So now everybody's been on top of each other in the house, but she also has um, a third grader, one of the options. I believe she's in South Carolina. Um, one of the options that was given was kind of similar to yours, you know, the three hours um, and they rotate, you know, so there's grades that go the three hours in the morning, the others mm-hmm. go in the afternoon. And she's like, you know, if it's not remote, I can't do anything. Yeah. How does that um, help? How does three hours help? <laughs> you know, she's like, I can't get her there. She doesn't feel safe putting her on the bus. Um, so, you know, she's kind of the transport, even the buses themselves. And that's the one piece they haven't figured out. How can they transport all of the kids in the district before, you know, they'll be running buses all day long Yeah. Um, to, you know, kind of build in social distancing on the buses. So, you know, she's like, there's no way that that could even be possible if they're going to be dependent on me to drive my kid and be that transportation for pickup as well. So absolutely. um, And most school districts don't have buses anymore. You either hire transportation or you do drop off and pick up on your own. Mm -hmm. Um, So it is mostly up to the the parents to get their kids to school and get them home. Right. Um, I know where we are, we have to pay the premium now. Um, or before it used to be free, but now we do have to pay. Yeah. Um, and for me, it's just, it, it's really talking to my daughter as well, because um, she did, she did horrible with the remote. She just could not adjust. And um, they ended up doing the um, averaging. They, they weren't going to fail anybody. But they did the average of the three terms for the fourth quarter. Um, so she ended up, and, and I'm grateful. I'm so grateful that she got all A's before. Yeah. So yeah. for doing nothing, she got all A's. But it, I saw the struggle with her. I was on a Zoom call one day, and she's texting me from her room panicking because she is the only kid on the zoom call with her teacher (laughs) and she's just like you know that she's asking me all these questions and it's just me and i and i'm like look you got this 
you got this. But yeah. at the same time, I'm in, um, I have my video off, but my mute is not on. Mm-hmm. So I'm figuring out my own remote working. And, you know, for us, it, it's a struggle because, um, you know, my my oldest, this was her final year, so she was impacted as well, and we're being impacted with the decision on college, and yeah. um, you know, I know your oldest, or yep. your we, middle we, child is we're going doing to the same th- college. Yep. We're, we're going through um, the same thing, th- through the same things now, too, yeah. with going off to college, and so she just finished her registration yesterday, Mm-hmm. And most of her classes are online. She's got one class in person and that may change. That right. may go online too. And mm-hmm. so she didn't get to go to the college probably of her dreams, mm-hmm. but we had to make a decision based on of college based on the things that she um, wanted to do. Plus where we had family so that she could be supportive, supported in case things had, things came up. Right. Yes, that is one of the biggest things because, um, you know, we had the dream school and she got it and we kind of figured everything out. But um, when it came down to it, you know, she really wanted to go to this one school and I was just like working in higher education. I had to ask the questions that I needed to ask. Mm-hmm. Um, and in asking the college those questions, I wasn't getting the answers I needed to feel comfortable. I wasn't getting the answers of what the decision was. You know, if you guys decide in August that you can't open, where does that leave me? Oh, well, yeah. we give you a refund. I'm <laughs> like, okay, well, it's August and she's turned other schools down. So now she has no place to go. Um and it is, it's those tough decisions where, um, you know, I really didn't want to pay for her a tremendous <laughs> amount of money yeah. for her to sit in her bedroom either. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, we could have gone to University of Phoenix for her mm-hmm. <laughs> instead. Exactly. Um, so what advice do you have? Because I know you and I are both blessed to be able to work remotely. I am so fortunate. Like I know how, like I know how lucky I am to have a flexible schedule to be able to work remotely. I've been working remotely on and off for years. The team that I'm on right now, like is working remotely really well. So I I don't think I'm being forced back anytime soon. Mm -hmm. So I, I, I'm, I'm lucky. And then I have my parents nearby because I made the decision to get closer to them. And mm-hmm. so on days that I might have to go in, it's not so bad. It's pretty, it, it, it probably will be okay. The only problem will be is um, like you said, when we have to, when we're starting to talk about uh, when we're, we're in kind of like the day to day of right. homeschooling, and I'm trying to do a Zoom call and she, <laughs> she has questions about her homework or it's time to, for her to get into class. That's, you know, we're going to have to sort through that again. But it's the least of my worries. Like, I have friends that are teachers and I would rather see them healthy and safe and protected 
than me to be in like who cares if my zoom call gets interrupted there there's more important things at stake exactly and what advice um do you have for those mothers who don't have that um you know you and I both have been blessed with the village yeah have those people and who are trying to get through this and feeling hopeless honestly I think it's about it's about finding your village I think if you're a single mom you probably have already started to find your village hopefully you're not out there out out there alone Mm -hmm. um if you are find those people get into these chat groups these message groups go look on Facebook go find some pod school groups you know other Mm -hmm. other parents that are in this situation because the other side of this is unfortunately there are a lot of people unemployed right now too right and they're gonna there are teachers being laid off there are all kind there are teachers being retired early there are people who could use the work and whatever little money you can do if find a little group of of um of other parents or other people in your situation and pay somebody to help you like right you know I, i know there are a lot of people in this situation and gathering up and and putting two or three kids like it's safer if you're you're you have all the you know if you're potting with the same families the same people mm-hmm. right um, not not a bunch of people just two or mm-hmm. three people and if you can pay somebody to help you out that's probably the best situation um or get some a parent who's not working to take one or two of the kids at a time and 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 give them some food share Mm -hmm. some resources (laughs) right the things like you know we have this is the time where we really need to start leaning on each other a little bit more and it's uncomfortable Mm -hmm. because we haven't had to do this before but like if you can't work from home what else are you going to do and if you can work from home i'll tell you man lean into this lean into take this as an opportunity to be a part of your children's education. My, my daughter, we have an opposite of situation than your daughter. <laughs> and we talked about this, that she has been thriving in homeschool. Mm-hmm. She doesn't really like kids too much anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh-huh. so she feels like at homeschool, she has a job. She gets on her Zoom meetings on time. She gets her work cranked out and then she's out the door because she gets to go play Roblox. So she loves homeschool. (laughs) And what I've realized is that they're not pushing her hard enough. Like her curriculum is not as as strong as I really would want it to be. So it gives me an opportunity to, even if I spend a few minutes, I get really organized at the beginning of this homeschool thing. What I did was I made her a schedule, wrote it down on a big old piece of poster board and put it on the table so she could see it. Mm -hmm. And, made sure she had like an alarm clock a clock that gave had a timer on it so she knew what time that she needed to get on things and what needed to be done by the end of the day i just got super super organized and then my the people who i work with just had to get accustomed to the fact that i'm a mom and my kid is at homeschool so if she shows up on a zoom call they're just gonna have to wave hello to her i'm gonna go on mute i'm gonna answer her question and then she's gonna be off again right and right. so getting really organized, 
um, accepting that this is a reality and leaning into their education, I think are the three things that I've learned. I learned during that period of time for, for how to make it successful while you're going through this, if you're working from home and if you're not working from home, girl, get help. Exactly. Exactly. Cause today was actually, I was on a conference call and we were talking about, as you said, the pods. And I mm-hmm. guess like, um, I think they're in New Jersey where they kind of started and they were called family pods mm-hmm. and they were people within neighborhoods that, you know, ultimately their kids went to school together. Mm-hmm. So they're in the same neighborhood. They're kind of um, rotated between about four to five families. But I think there were like three or four different pods within the neighborhood. Yeah. So the kids were part of the same neighbor or pod. And, um, you know, it kind of rotated the responsibility of a parent. And those are the only houses the kids went to. And those were to really help with that level of, you know, okay, I have a meeting and or you have a meeting or you know what, I'm free today. So they can be here. Um, I think, you know, and reaching out and one of the things I have done, um, you know, we talk about having a seat at the table and I do have a seat at the table. I'm fortunate enough to be at the executive table where a lot of the decisions are made. And I've advocated for the parents. I've advocated, you know, and not even just single parents, you know, there are people who are going to be challenged with not only daycare, but school, you know, you don't know. And for me um, with the survey, it was kind of, Oh, well, can we, um, you know, in the little comment box where you can add your own comments, it's not multiple choice. I would feel better for her to go maybe two or three days a week for a mm-hmm. full day. Because then I can do a full day. And at the same time, um, you know, they're not going to be switching classes. They're going to be in the same classroom. She's going to be in ninth grade. And you know, at least that's one or two days where she's getting that social socialization. Yeah. She's seeing other people. It's yeah. not, I'm not fun. I am <laughs> no, not fun no, you're not. Teenager. <laughs> I am, you know, waving her off. I'm on a call. Why yeah. are you choosing to talk to me right now? Well, um, you're all she's got to talk to. Look in the refrigerator. Um, I don't know. I don't know where your socks are. <laughs> you know, yeah, in the house, we're not going anywhere. You yeah. don't. You don't need it. Yeah, but it's um, you know, so for all the single mothers out there trying to do this on your own, this is not the time to be on your own. There are. You know, even I have a Facebook page, Single Professional um, Mother. We have a group in there. Um, you know, you can always email me at mhazlett at singleprofessionalmother.com. I mean, I don't want you to feel alone. This is, these are such overwhelming times. Um, and I ask you, Jen, what advice do you have for mom for 
self-care during all of this (laughs) because it is it gets overwhelming and we forget we're worried about the kids we want them to be able to you know you're sending a kid off to college you're um you know you're homeschooling your other job you're making a living other other than other than lock the door before you cry in the bathroom (laughs) The bathroom cry. I like the bathroom cry. You There's know what? Water right there. <laughs> Just turn on the water. They don't know what you're doing. You, you know what's been good is I have been spending a lot more time with the kids because mm-hmm. I have no choice because they live right. here. <laughs> but things like things that I didn't really have time to do because I was commuting or Mm-hmm. doing whatever um I'm doing now so we do things like I need to work out so we go for a walk like I'll drag mm-hmm. her out to go for a walk with me and she can have headphones and I can have headphones and we'll go for a walk or we'll talk about the things that we see on the street but like just moving my body and getting some exercise has really mm-hmm. helped like just my mental well-being right um and making it a consistent effort Mm-hmm. It, like has really helped the other thing that's that helps is I can feel a real difference uh, in myself on days that I don't get up get dressed take a shower do my hair like just pulling myself together in the morning um, and and having kind of a real schedule like things that I eat for breakfast trying to have something mm-hmm. healthy trying to have some protein trying to go changing my location when I'm working from home so if I go sit outside for an hour while I answer emails or go in the living room and watch the news while I'm doing some mindless typing changing my location is like even if I'm stuck in the house has mm-hmm. been helpful for my mental well-being and so like you have to kind of play some tricks on yourself right now especially if you're in a state where you are on pretty much lockdown and, and not much is open where you just try to come up with so as much normalcy as you can and as much like mental health time for yourself as you can. And then the other thing I did um, recently is if you have a little extra money, not a lot, it was like maybe 65 bucks. I got on to um, one of the like, I think it's called better help. Uh, it's an app where you can talk to like a counselor, a therapist mm-hmm. and just have like a little moment of, of ranting. <laughs> mm-hmm. I told my little Ooh. online therapist the day that my daughter was leaving for college, I am panicked <laughs> for college and it it's, we're in the middle of COVID and I don't know, she's prepared. And she was like, it's all of it's all right. Like, just being able to tell somebody that and get right. that off your chest and have that moment of like self, like that's real self care is like a, acknowledging your pain, acknowledging your challenges and working through them. Right. Um, it's really helpful. Like, you know, if you can do that and if you're really, really struggling um, or even if you're just sort of struggling and you, you need some, some time to vent, try something like that and if you don't have a dollar get get a get a journal and journal like write write down those things get those things off your chest get those things out of your spirit so you can keep moving forward because this stuff is not easy 
It is not. It definitely is not. One of the things that I've been doing, um, I've been writing letters. (laughs) (laughs) Writing Um, letters. That's a good one. (laughs) It's it's been like, you know, because I don't even think, um, you know, work is really stressing me out. I Mm -hmm. think it's the whole, it's the COVID. I'm sending a kid off to college Mm -hmm. and she didn't get the you know the graduation the prom all these miles oh my god that was so that, I think that was more heartbreaking for me than it was for her uh, yep yep it's like we we pictured in our head we've been planning for this I've been waiting longer than 18 years for this <laughs> yes and so I think all these things are the stressors so you know it's I've just been able to vent and write mm-hmm. um, you know the letters of I wrote it to graduation hear <laughs> you graduation <laughs> Screw I've you. written oh COVID has gotten a lot of letters <laughs> <laughs> they are you know if COVID was a person Oh my god, cussed out every day. (laughs) Oh oh my god, do you know the other thing that has been super helpful for my self-care? Zoom meetings with my crazy friends. (laughs) Really? (laughs) I don't know who those people are, but they're so much fun. Just laughing, finding opportunities to have a, a real good belly laugh will take you right out of those moments sometimes. Right. And, and it's having that stress relief because, you know, um, one of the things I look at, all of this can, th- this could, we're thinking about vaccine time mm-hmm. of 18 to, you yeah. know, two years, yeah, we could be over we could be doing years. this. We, I was just talking to somebody about the timeline on this. So for California, because of where we are, if everybody decided to do the right thing and take care of themselves right now, we would still be a month away from things calming down, these hot spots calming down. And so even if, if we're a month away from them calming down, then two more weeks from them, like opening up because they've calmed down and then two more weeks for everybody to get, get back into things Today, we're in July. That would be the end of September. We'd get back to work in October, and then we would leave in November. What? (laughs) Exactly. Like, it's like, the soonest we can get back to this is the end of the calendar year. Mm -hmm. And if we're waiting for a vaccine, it could be next summer before we get back to our lives. Yep. And I, one of the interesting things I heard was about, um, you know, everybody is talking about getting back to the way things were. There's no such thing. This gentleman was just like, no, this is change. Yeah. It was a sudden change. So you're trying to get back to what it was because you didn't get phased into this. This didn't happen over um, a period of time. It just happened and it came and it was quick. Yeah. But it's change. Yeah. And now it's moving forward in that change. What is that change going to be for you? Yeah. Yeah. And I'm trying to really get my daughter's head around that because it's difficult for her because she hated remote. And if they do go remote or even if they do um, a hybrid model, 
Yeah. You know, November, we could be back to strictly remote. Yeah. Well, because I'm near the Cape. And in being near the Cape, I've seen the bridge on Fridays. People are just piling over like it's any other thing. Yeah. And those have been the highest amount of cases have been from. Um, from your area vacationers. Yeah. yeah so it's like okay so your vacationers now you're gonna go where whatever state you live in you're gonna bring it back there and we're gonna feel that impact maybe towards the end of the summer yeah and um you know I was trying to get my daughter's head around that like you could be remote and she's just like I don't want remote but I I'm thinking for our kids it's not a, so much about um the academics, which it is, but it's that social connection that our kids need. Yeah. Um, yeah. Even if, you know, she's very similar. She's an introvert. She doesn't like, you know, talking a lot. She doesn't like to be the one raising her hand and being noticed, but she misses the social interaction of just that one friend that she had at school. And, yeah. Yeah. Um, riding the bus and just being able to be in the, kid drama that's not on social media yeah yeah um so but with her you know she she has asthma and before it was they're extremely high risk and then I hear they're not at risk and then I'm here and it's the back and forth yeah. that you hear because this is ever changing um so it it ends up being very um complicated complicated it's yeah. very um because it is it's constant change and I can't reassure her with anything (laughs) no no and I mean I think that's a that might be the trick then is that this is the new normal and creating helping kids get to the point where they um get comfortable with this new normal but this is on on us as moms to help Mm -hmm. them navigate that but I mean, I, it's not, it's not any different than navigating anything else that right. they have to navigate. It's all so complicated. Okay. It, it all is. So at least, you know, we're in a time where we have technology and this is even possible and there, she, she won't lose out on her education, right. but figuring this out is, is going to be tough. Like, so with my daughter, as you know, she has, she's, she's, um, neurodiverse and Mm -hmm. going back to school scares the bejesus out of me because she is not going to be able to wear a mask for a full day. Like it's going to itch her face and she's going to have to touch it and she's going to be breathing funny. And then she's going to start crying because her nose has a tickle and Mm -hmm. Can you explain neurodiverse to us? So she is um, uh, what they tend to call um, autistic, but she's uh, in the part of the spectrum where she's high functioning. So she's very, very smart, um, like genius level smart, but she has social challenges and she has... um, Things like uh, smells and tastes and textures and things that touch her really, really bother her differently than other people. Sound is a a trigger for her. 
And so um, a, a lot of people in the kind of autism community don't really like to label the autism, mm-hmm. but she, right. because she's, she's, she has different types of neuro um, responses than other people. Okay. Right. Okay. And so think, so if you think about traditional autism, think about uh, children with tics and children who have Asperger's who are very, very smart and know all of the words or know all like, know, have really specific things that they're really interested in. Um, Mm -hmm. But she has, she has challenges when it comes to things touching her or like, one day she'll have serious OCD where all she does is wash her hands. And another day, if water touches her hand, she cannot stand it. And she won't, I have to like literally wash her hands for her or hand sanitize her hands in order to keep them clean. And so we never know what's going to happen. This exciting is an exciting adventure every day. <laughs> right. <laughs> but going to be, go, taking her back to school really scares me because I don't know that she's she can keep herself safe and I don't know that the teachers can keep her safe because they can't get within six feet of her how are they going to help her put back on her mask if they can't touch her right right because there's so many concerns with um you know even just in the classroom I mean how do you teach a classroom, even if it's half the size, you know, you're still dealing with, um, you know, children who may, what what do you do with that child who has been on direct home? You know, now this is their first integration back, not only with other people, but in a setting that they have to sit in for if it's a full day, it's the full day. If yeah. it's the half day, it's the transporting back and forth. Even um, even um, neurotypical kids, mm-hmm. like have you seen them in the stores that are like out with their parents, touching on their mask and pulling it on and pulling it off and laying on the floor and doing backspins. <laughs> touching no, all the and toys then and sticking their finger in their ear. Like, imagine a classroom full of kindergartners. Like, what is that teacher going to do? Right. And then what is the learning curve? I mean, if you're only there for three or four hours and you're getting them more acclimated to get in the class, to be socially distanced, to keep them safe, to make sure everybody's, um, you know, properly hand sanitized or this or that, where is the learning curve? Yeah. What, like, what period of the day do you learn and then the other half of day is getting everybody ready to to go so I know that that getting everybody ramped up is a half an hour getting everybody ramped down is a half an hour so what do you have an hour and a half in the middle to get all of the education in for the for the day um when that's usually what a four or five hour day like what Mm -hmm. are you going to do in an hour and a half Right. I think there's so many questions to be answered. And I think, you know, and parents everywhere are out there doing it. But I think, you know, there is, you know, us single professional moms are out here doing it by ourselves. Mm -hmm. I know for me, at the 
very get-go trying to keep my mother home was a thing. <laughs> yep, and, me too. You know, so I couldn't even lean on my mom. And yep. now it's more um, where my kids are exposed as far as my oldest does have a job and it's, you know, she delivers food and it's no contact and it's, yeah, you know, but even that I have to kind of be weary of with her being around her grandmother. Yeah. We have to take those precautions. So I know I was speaking with one, um, I'm not speaking, I was in a chat with one mom and she was just like, it's been so hard because her parents are usually her um, back Yeah, home. yeah. But they can't do the babysitting now because first it was the parents who weren't out and about. Yeah. And now she's just really worried because she is an essential worker and her daughter is going back to college. Yeah. Um, yeah. So she's been trying to quarantine both her parents and her youngest mm-hmm. so that her youngest will be able to go over there because that's all she has. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm, I'm the same. My, You know, if my yeah. daughter went back, I don't know how my daughter would even go back to school anyway because coming home from school, um, she would take the bus over to her grandparents' house, get off there, and wait for mm-hmm. me to get off work. And so she can't go to school and then take the bus to her grandparents house right that that exposure is not going to work for us yep and i'm sure that that's a whole lot of single mothers exactly i mean it's like everything is pulled out yeah Um, and you know there were daycares that couldn't survive you know the whole the family daycares Mm -hmm. um so you know, I, I've just been hurting in different chats about um, child care. Yeah. And, you know, that whole industry is just. It's struggling. It's one of the biggest yeah. industries that's being ignored in this reopening. Um, and they're not being funded the way they can, but yeah. people are understanding. No child care, no... But they're being treated just like any other small business. And what I don't understand is that they can force schools to open all day long. The government can mandate schools to open all day long, but they have to also mandate child daycare to open all day long because all children aren't school age. Exactly. And school lets out, for most people, at 3 o'clock. Work does not let out at 3 o'clock. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't understand why anybody thinks that opening schools is the answer to getting people back to work. It's ridiculous. Exactly. And, you know, school is not daycare. No, it's and not. It's not child care. No. It is a place it for is, our children yes. to go and learn and teachers to teach. Yeah. But and they're not teachers, going to be like, able to teach. No, they're not. They're going to be playing mascar and mask police and hand sanitizer police yeah that's what their whole job is now (laughs) like i know they didn't go to college for that yep and you know it's one of those okay what's gonna happen when these kids have to go to the bathroom like i was having this oh god i never even thought of that okay they go to the bathroom is there like 
is somebody there to clean it right after? I, kids are dirty. Yeah. I mean, I'll put it out there. Kids are just nasty. <laughs> and, you know, some That's of them wash their hands, some That's of them real don't. talk. <laughs> but, um, you know, and then they're coming back into the classroom and it's this and that. So it's, it's all these things that I think we're putting on teachers to take care of and um, not their job. They have families of them, their own. Exactly. And you're putting them at risk because, you know, we've watched the news, we've seen the doctors and nurses yeah. more able to go back home and yeah. staying in hotels to protect their families. Is that what you want teachers to do to have to stay in hotels to protect their families so they can educate your children or not even really educate them? Make sure they wear masks while you're at work for three hours. Like, what is happening here? Yeah, and you're exposing them to 12 or 13 different households. Yeah. You know, and you're exposing your child to that, too. I mean, yeah. for those yeah, of you, you who want the are. schools to open, they're in that classroom. Yes, you can talk social distancing. Yeah. Yes, you can talk. Do you trust the needs. parents of the kids <laughs> in your classroom? Do you trust all of them? Do you know where all of them have been? Exactly. Hmm. And, you know, and then we have the travel. I mean, Massachusetts today just handed down a very strict um, travel guideline to get back into this state, whether you're a resident or not. Hmm. And, um, you know, it, it, we're very low. We're very fortunate. But what people don't understand, we're low because we've been following rules. And yeah. Want well, and you went through like, a... go back to school. Yeah. It's time. But, but, but Massachusetts <laughs> was a part of that big first wave where you were yep. low for a while. So yep. it, there are so many cases in the United States and there's so much travel out happening there's not a reason why you couldn't hit a second wave if you weren't safe. Yep. So I don't, I don't blame Massachusetts at all. I don't blame New York. I don't blame the entire East coast. I wouldn't want us yep. there either. <laughs> yeah. Well, and they're saying, you know, it ends up being, you have all these people traveling here and you have people who are just treating this summer like, Oh, well, that's my second home. It's on the case. I, yeah. I have that right. Yeah. yeah. But you know what? You don't. Yeah, <laughs> you other people live home. here, and exactly, you can go back home, but you've brought your condition here, and we're a closed community. Like it's yeah, yeah it's not right. You're right, it's not right. You know, I'm watching this house behind me that's being treated as an Airbnb, and I've seen like four different people throughout the month, and it's like, okay, that's great. Um, there's no masks going on over there and there's like eight of them sitting on the deck and chilling and it's just like you know people don't get it and I think we're at this point that we're pushing the schools to reopen to put our teachers at risk to put our children at risk and for our single mothers it's so difficult so difficult as these phases as you read what those possibilities are for yourself and um and let's not know. talk about if a single mother gets sick oh <laughs> if i got sick today yep. mm-hmm. <laughs> what would i do I, you would call me and i'd be like good luck girl <laughs> <laughs> don't die <laughs> you know? 
Um, and I, I have said that over and over again. And I know people think I'm mean or I'm not coming around or I'm just, no. If something happens here, my whole house gets shut down. Yeah. Yeah. This is the first year of college. She won't go. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, maybe I can teach my eight year old how to dial 911 if I can't breathe. <laughs> I don't know. Every time I make a decision about like, oh, maybe we should do this or maybe we should do that. I think about the fact that like I my parents can't help me. My exactly. brother can't help me. He's got a family of his own. I've got mm-hmm. one brother could, who could potentially help me. However, if he gets sick, then how did like he can't help my parents? <laughs> right. Right. It, it's a it's a and I think about this with the reopening of school because yeah. I've been very isolated. I know with my work I've been very fortunate. It's been one day a week going into the office. But there is this um, this fear of having to, you know, I'm exposing my daughter to who knows how many other people. And then she's coming home. Yeah. You know, yes, she can take a shower. She can wash her hands or whatever. But, you know, if those kids are asymptomatic, she gets it it it's on me you know and then it's that isolation and then I can't have my other daughter come home I can't have anybody else come home yeah god forbid I risk it for myself you know getting it or getting it because you have to think if you're sending your kids to school however many people they encounter that is the amount of households you're exposing yourself to as a single mom yeah I get the um, rock and hard place we're in right now. And um, as we wrap this up, as my question always is, what advice do you have for single mothers who are, especially for those who are just getting into that first week, that first month amongst COVID? Um, you know, what can you offer them as a hope, as a beacon of light? just being in this single professional mother role for so long? You know, the thing that stood out to me in this is like the fact that it's been a blessing and a curse. And, you know, I always try to find the bright side of things. So if you're a pessimist, don't mind me, ignore me. (laughs) But um, the blessing has been that I have spent so much more time with my children than I've ever gotten the opportunity to. As a single mom, you know that you're the mother and the the caregiver and the, the breadwinner and the spider killer and all. <laughs> and so a lot of time to do things like play Legos or video games or puzzles or just mm-hmm. go for a walk. So I I know you don't have a lot of time still, even if you're home, but take this moment because I don't know when we're going to have, like, even if it's a year, like that we're doing this, your kids will remember that year that they got to spend with their mom at home. Um, And even if you're not, if you're working really hard, you're, you're just home you're a essential worker so you're home only a few days you're home more than it used to be mm-hmm. 
And and so even if you got to give yourself pep talks every day, lean into being a parent right now and, and try to find those moments of like joy in being mom, just being mom right now. I, I'm, I'm telling you, it's made all the difference in my daughter. Um, I got to spend every single day with my daughter before she, my other daughter, before she went off to college. Like I would have, that wouldn't have happened. Like I didn't get to go to her graduation, but I was, I saw her every single day from morning till night and got to talk to her all kinds of weird conversations. Mm -hmm. And so that's, that's the one thing I want everybody to try to hold on to is that this is a moment where you get to spend some really quality time with your kids. It's going to change. Like, they're, they're, you know, a couple year or two from now, we're not going to have this kind of time. We're not going to have this kind of space to spend with them. Things are going to ramp back up and they're going to be crazier than ever. But they'll always remember this, that 2020 when the pandemic hit and mom was home all the time. Well, thank you so much, Jennifer. And that's Jennifer. Tejada. And um, again, if you want to reach out, um, Jen, can you say that um, app for, um, is it Get Help app that you had mentioned before? Um, here, I'm going to look it up right now on my phone okay. because it is on my phone and I've been, oh, no, it is called Talkspace. Talkspace Talk is the one that I downloaded and it's okay. been great. So okay. it's like 65 bucks a month. Um, it gives you all the access you want to a therapist. Um, it's really been nice for me just because it's some somebody to vent to. It's been neat because they give you like little exercises where you spend a little time just thinking about what you think about things and how you feel about things and really start to, to reconnect with yourself. So download it, check it out. Um, I've really enjoyed it. It's really been helpful for me in in just getting my head straight during this crazy time. Okay. And my email address is mhaslert at singleprofessionalmother.com. Um, I also have a Facebook page, Single Professional Mother, and we have a group in there where we shoot around some questions sometimes. And and I'm an you know, admin on the group. So if you want to talk yes. to me, just, just ping me there. <laughs> Yep. So you can get in touch with both of us because I know these are trying times. I know these are crazy times. I know that, you know, we want things back to normal, but we also, you know, are the sole providers for our children and ourselves. So I wish you all the best through all of this. Jen, thank you for joining us. And this has been Single Professional Mother Podcast. Good night.